Hey friend, I'm Michael McCurry and this is Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I may tell you more about the setting, where I am later in the week, but right now, let me tell you this. I was thinking just today about what word, what words I'd use to describe the ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. And one of the words that, I'll be frank, I'll be honest, it's probably the very first word that came to the top of my mind. It's this, the word legacy. You know, that word legacy speaks volumes about our ministry or maybe just my viewpoint of our ministry. We have such a rich heritage, a good legacy. And a massive part of that is because of our founder, Dr. Paul Levine. And that's why it's such an honor to me, once again, to introduce our founder to you. He's going to be speaking to you about the dangers of incomplete obedience. I hope what he has to say today will be a blessing. Listen very closely. Most please to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Just open your Bibles there. Don't look at it now. Just get the pages all. Just get the place. We'll come back to it in a moment. Can you all hear me back there? Is this thing turned on? Can you hear me in the back? Good. Hi. <laughs> okay. Now, now you can look back up here. Glad for all of you are here tonight. We got visitors here from Texas. Got visitors here from Waterloo, Iowa. And visitors from around. We're glad to have all of you here. Folks from Murfreesboro. Will you pray now as God's word goes forth? I want to leave you this verse found in Proverbs 28 and verse 13. He that covereth his sin, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Now, if you cover your sin, God will uncover it and judge you. If you uncover it by confessing it and forsaking it, then he will cover it with his forgiveness. You see, sin is everybody's problem because the Bible says all have sin. There was a fellow getting ready to rob a bank. So he walked in, yanked out a gun and pointed the gun at the teller, the young lady. And he said, this is stick up, hand over the money. And she didn't get all shook up, even though it was a stick-up. She just looked at him and she says, fix your tie, stupid. We're taking your picture. And while he was in the process of robbing the bank, they were taking his picture and they had his picture. Friend of mine, God has your picture and he has mine. Now, sin is everybody's problem. If you've never been saved, then your problem is that you're a lost sinner. And if you're a Christian, then you have a, you still have that same sin nature. And when you sin, you've got to confess that sin and get forgiveness or you get into trouble. All right, now let's come here to 1 Samuel chapter 15. And I want you to notice the many times in this chapter, in fact, eight different times you find the word utterly. And it has to do with utterly destroying the enemies of God. I'm not going to take time to read this whole passage, but let's all stand while we just uh, read a few verses in it quickly. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to appoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Okay, now God has a message for King Saul. And the preacher says, you better listen to what God has to say. Hearken and listen to what God has to say. 
Thus saith the Lord of, her, of hosts, I remember. Haven't time to go into that, but some people call the Amalekites hindered the progress of the people of God earlier, and God never forgot it. And they had now ripened for judgment, and they were a menace to society. And uh, to leave this band of people alone and let them grow would mean that they would be a curse to civilization. And it's just like throwing a rotten apple out of a barrel. God says, go down there and exterminate them. And so God says, God says to Saul, verse 3, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy. I want you to go down there and I want you to get rid of all the people and all the animals and everything. I don't want anything left on the face of the earth that has to do with Amalek. Go down there and get rid of them all. Now, look at the, look at verse 8. There we have the, the expression, utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. He destroyed, Saul went down there and destroyed the people, but he didn't destroy the king and he didn't destroy all the animals. But you have that word utterly destroyed. In verse 9, you have it, he would not utterly destroy them. He would not utterly destroy them. Now, let's skip over some of them and let's go to verse 21. And there, the people took of the spoiled sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. Notice, Saul goes down there, and he's supposed to destroy everything. But instead of destroying everything, he goes down there and destroys every, everybody but the king. He saves the king, and he saves some of the animals. He saves some things that should have been utterly destroyed. And verse 21. Okay, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our Father, in Jesus' name, you know the need of these people. You know the need of every young person here. And no doubt there are many young people who are still harboring sin, playing with sin, experimenting with sin, fooling around with sin. And uh, no doubt young people here tonight with uh, rebellion against your will, rebellion against your voice, and don't want to hearken as Saul didn't want to hearken. They don't want to hearken to your voice. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll speak to them tonight and show them that thy way is the best way and bring them to repentance and bring them to surrender. And we just pray that this be a great night. I pray the Lord help me to preach. Help me to preach tonight. Make it easy to preach. Give me the right words and the right thoughts and help me to say what should be said and to forget what shouldn't. And Lord, help people to listen to me and to listen to thee. Most of all, may they hear thy voice. Saul heard thy voice through the prophet. May these young people hear thy voice through thy messenger. May they not be like Saul. May they not be like the man who hearkened not. But tonight, may there be many who will hearken to your voice, dear Lord, and utterly destroy the sins that someday will destroy them if they don't utterly destroy the sins now. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. All right, now everybody listen so we get the story in our mind. King Saul is told to go down and exterminate, exterminate the Amalekites, everybody. He kills everybody but the king. That's disobedience. He kills all the animals except some animals. That's disobedience. And uh, so here's Saul now. And here's, a, here's an illustration, young people, of, of what it means to cover up your sins. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. What was Saul's sin? What was the sin that Saul committed? Wasn't drunkenness. He wasn't on LSD trips. He wasn't sucking on cigarettes. He wasn't hanging around the dance halls. He, he wasn't, uh, as far as we know, untrue to his wife. What was King Saul's sin? His sin was the same sin of everybody here tonight 
who says, I'll go so far with God, and that's all the further I'll go. Look up here, will you, son? Right on the front row. That's it. But uh, anybody here tonight who says, I'll go so far in obedience to God, that's as far as I'll, I'll go. That's incomplete obedience, and that was Saul's sin. His sin was incomplete obedience. He wouldn't go all the way with God. He wouldn't obey God all the way. Now, um, uh, maybe tonight God's talking to you about something that he wants you to slay. You see, these people were the enemies of Israel. Go down there and exterminate them. Get rid of them. They're going to be a curse to you if you don't. And tonight, just as God spoke to the king through Samuel, God has spoken to you this week. Through Dr. Bill III, through myself, and through Ron Riley, God has been speaking to you. Many of you have hearkened to the voice of the Lord. We've seen probably 350 of you come down here and on your knees before God have settled matters. You've gotten saved. Some of you have made sure of salvation, and some of you have settled the matter about sin in your life. But, uh, but there's a lot of you out there yet. You say, I haven't done that, Brother Paul. I haven't come all the way yet with God. And so tonight, there's a message for you here in this passage of Scripture. God wants you to utterly slay and destroy the enemies in your life that'll destroy you if you don't destroy them. See, it's coming a day when sin is going to destroy you, so you better destroy it before it destroys you. Utterly destroy. That means to completely destroy. It means to make a clean riddance of sin. I don't know what it is in your life. It might be liquor. If you start messing around with social drinking and just a little bit of liquor, the day will come. If you don't utterly destroy that thing in your life now, before it gets a grip on you, the day will come when it will destroy you. Maybe, maybe you remember reading about Sandy Rogers, Roy Rogers' uh, son. Uh, somebody uh, dared him to drink some vodka. And he drank some vodka... And he vomited himself to death after drinking that vodka. You see, he could have, he could have said no. He could have said, no, sir, I won't do it. And he could have destroyed that thing before it ever got a hold of him. But he didn't destroy it. It destroyed him. You see, that's exactly what happened to Saul. Saul would not destroy his enemies. And he only partially obeyed God. It may be, um, it may be the drugs. I've had kids talk to me about the drugs this week. One boy told me, just the night before last, I think it was, that he had a friend who got a couple of, uh, of different drugs and mixed them together and took them, and in 30 minutes, the young man was dead. He was utterly destroyed. He could have utterly destroyed the, the drugs by saying no, but he did not say no, and so the drugs utterly destroyed him. And like Sandy Rogers, uh, he was utterly destroyed by the liquor. Some of you will be utterly destroyed by the liquor or by the dope or by something else unless you utterly destroy it. See, young folks, you've got to make up your mind that you're going to be f finished with sin. And you've got to make up your minds, I'll not go the way of the game. I'll not do what they want me to do. And later on, you will read in this passage, Saul, when he finally gets caught in his sin. Listen to what he says. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, verse 24, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and, the, and thy words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. There's where he got into trouble, young people. Instead of obeying the voice of God like he was told to do in the first verses, instead of doing that, he chickened out, listened to the people and obeyed their voice. Whose voice will you obey tonight? 
I hope many of you will say, boy, listen, I've heard enough preaching this week about sin, and I'm going to make up my mind to listen to God's voice, and I'm coming down the aisle at the invitation. I'm going to get on my knees and say, Lord, I'm going to make a house cleaning when I get home. I'm going to utterly destroy the enemies that the devil is using, that I've heard so much about this week, that the devil is using to destroy my life. Or will you go back home and listen to their voice again? Will you go back home and listen to the voice of the Beatles and the voice of the, of the rock stars and the voice of Hollywood and the voice of the drug pushers and the voice of the pornographic gang? Will you listen to their voice or are you going to listen to God's voice? I hope you enjoyed that word from Dr. Paul Levine. Though he passed away many years ago, his words still ring so true. Whose voice are you going to listen to? Join us again tomorrow as we listen to the next installment of this powerful message from our founder, Dr. Paul Levine. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.